It's Friday in the Locked On Steelers podcast, and it's the it's week one of the season, which means we've got Jenna Harner. We're breaking th- down all the things you need to know leading up to this this final episode before the Niners match up with the Steelers. We'll talk about how similar these teams are, keys to win. Also, all of our week one picks. The Pick'em League is back. It's going to be a fun episode of Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars as i said before we're rejoined by jenna horner she's back and we're excited to have her jenna how you doing chris i am so happy to be here it is friday it's the first weekend of the nfl season it's actually here this feels like christmas i'm not gonna lie it really feels like christmas or hanukkah kwanzaa whatever holiday you celebrate it's feeling like that i'm (laughs) stoked i'm stoked too we actually get football to talk about uh, it all kicks off with just a uh, just giving, bringing you guys behind the curtain. This is being recorded on Thursday before yeah. Thursday night football, so I'm just excited to see, to see that. So uh, that that's there. But Jenna, let's dive into a few things here. We've talked a lot of this week, and the Steelers have even kind of said, like, listen, we've been preparing for the 49ers for a while now because yeah. they know the talent they are. This was the number one defense last year. They were in the NFC Championship last year with a rookie quarterback, uh, Mister Irrelevant, and Brock Purdy being there and if it wasn't for another injury to the quarterback position they might have been able to make the Super Bowl last year and who knows maybe even win it so they know this is a top dog coming in here on both sides of of the ball but I think what's really interesting to look at here Jenna is that you look at these teams on paper and there are just so many similarities both have the the, the most recent two defensive players of the year coming off the edge and Nick Bosa and TJ Watt Hufanaga and Minka Fitzpatrick as playmakers in the secondary both look to try to run the ball and they have playing makers and Najee Harris and Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Pickens, uh, George Kittle, uh, Pat Fryermuth, and two young quarterbacks. And both are trying to play a similar style, style of ball where you're not putting too much on your quarterback, but you are asking them to make certain plays in rhythm with an, with a talented offense. Jenna, what, what is it? What is it? What do you see between these teams that is going to be really interesting that breaks down between them when they face off Sunday? Well, it's so intriguing because you don't tend to see this, I guess, a ton, ton in the NFL, or at least from my experience thinking about things, because these two teams have so many similarities. So many teams have their identities, and you look at teams like the Ravens, and you have the versatility and the mobility of a guy like Lamar Jackson. You have teams like the Patriots who are so defensively sound and just thinking of teams across the league. But this is two teams that almost really do feel kind of, I don't want to say identical, but again, there's so many parts of their games that are similar. So many things they like to do well that are similar. And it's just going to be really intriguing to see 
what we see from both of these teams. Because I think as much as similarities as they have, there's also a lot of question marks, not just to mention that it's week one and that wonky things tend to happen all the time in week one, but the fact that both of these teams have questions about their quarterbacks that need answering. There's a small sample size, especially from a guy like Brock Purdy. You have obviously these defenses and how vaunted they are, but for a guy like Nick Bosa, who just ended his holdout a day ago, obviously he's been working out. Obviously, he's been keeping himself fresh and ready to go, optimistically hoping that this deal got done. And when it did, obviously, he's out there. But he hasn't kind of had that continuity with his team in the preseason where he's out there. He's yeah. getting a couple reps. He's having those types of, you know, the, the, the true preseason that so many of the guys on his team and the Steelers had in that way. And we know chemistry. We know it's a big thing. Is Nick Bosa going to go out there and lay a dud? I don't think so in any way, shape, or form. But again, is he going to be, I guess, the entirety, the 100% of the player that we're used to him being? There might be a little tiny baby-ish drop-off. Not anything drastic, nothing crazy, but I, I just think that there is something to be said about getting the continuity with your guys, but he's going to also just go out there and perform too. But I think with the Steelers as well, moving to that side of the ball, mm -hmm. I think there are questions about this team, but we've seen them answer some of them in preseason. So it's going to be more of a, hey, can this offense continue what they did in the preseason? I asked Matt Canada that uh, on Thursday, and he talked about, you know, yeah, obviously this is what we hope for. This is that would be That would be ideal, and there's little pieces of the execution that they need to do and what they have to get done but you know those are things that when the tape play when the game gets played on Sunday and the tail of the tape afterwards is are some of those questions about both of these teams going to be answered and I think that's going to be where this game really goes absolutely and some of the questions that you have you know one thing that our, our locked on Niners guys brought up on crossover Thursday was even like and we even recorded parts of that show before the, the Bosa deal came out they said and they were saying even before the deal was signed even if he does get his deal signed this guy hasn't been at practice like he wasn't even doing the hold in the way that TJ Watt does and yeah. yes he's going to be in shape there's no question about that but football shape is is different from then just athletic in shape how many hits has he taken this offseason how many times has he collided with somebody kind of you know building up his body's toughness and how to how to respond to those collisions those type of things play into preventing yourself from getting soft tissue injuries and things like that i think it's something that, that the steelers have made sure to test a lot of as they've had a very physical training camp uh and, and lead up to the to the season this year uh and something that mike tomlin even emphasized to make sure that they, they were ready for nick bosa if he's not ready for that that could be a big factor but to your point there are questions to be asked in this game. You know, I think a lot of people are looking at the Steelers and saying, well, can you prove that your offense that actually looks like it did in preseason? But on the same token, there's a lot of people who, who don't believe in Brock Purdy either as far as the system uh, that, that he was able to operate in. We talked to Cam Hayward earlier this week. Here was his outlook on just what the Niners bring in their balanced offense because it's not, it's, as we've said with Mike Tomlin now, he's talked about it's not about Brock Purdy as much as about, about Kyle Shanahan's system and the playmakers in it. Here was Cam Hayward earlier this week. What do you guys have to do to focus this week against an offense like the Niners with a young quarterback and tight ends, receivers, running back that can be playmakers? We've had all offseason to focus on it. So um, ever since the schedule was announced, I think everybody's just taking a, a beat or just really looking at him. Um, I think he, uh, you know, that team is uh, capable of a lot. Uh, they got guys that can run all over the place and they got a, a stout defense. Um, and a, a really good offense, offensive line. And so we're going to have our, our hands full, but uh, I think we'll be prepared for it. 
So the, uh, the uh, Cam Hayward said, you know, hey, we're going to have our hands full, but they've been looking at it. They know that the strength of the strengths there on offense. I think a lot of this is going to come down to, Jenna, which which offense can kind of show that first that they are who they, they, they've shown at their brightest moments. Now, the Niners do have the advantage of last year. They had times in regular season games for Brock Purdy to do that. The Steelers kind of, you know, have an advantage of you might not, you haven't really seen much of Kenny Pickett on tape because all you've seen is preseason. Which do you think leans more in the favor of of, of, of the certain offense to, to at least start off hot on Sunday? Well, I know Steelers fans, unfortunately, aren't going to like what my answer to this, but I do think that almost does favor the Niners in a little right. bit just because of the success that they had last season and because of – I think that system is so intriguing to me because, yes, we talk about both of these offenses not asking their quarterbacks to do too much, but I think that's such an emphasis on Kyle Shanahan's offenses. It's like there are so many ways that they can beat you, and they take so much pressure off the quarterback, off a guy like Brock Purdy who jumped in midseason last year and turned out to be – who we saw him be throughout the end of the season and throughout that stretch run that they had where all of a sudden his name's coming up and everybody's talking about him and he's no longer Mr. Irrelevant because he is so relevant in what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But my one thing is I am going to be really intrigued to see how he does fare against the Steelers defense that is known to give rookies and young quarterbacks in particular a lot of fits just because of all the looks that they show, all the disguises that they have, and the way this defense likes to come out in one thing and all of a sudden, boom, things are changing, guys are moving from the back or, you know, from their that are deep dropping up to the line, things like that, where all of a sudden, if you're Brock Purdy, you're like, wait, what's going on here? And of course, there's tape. Of course, he's going to watch and do all of the things that he does to prepare for a game. But I'm going to be intrigued to see that aspect of his game. How much can Brock Purdy adapt on the fly with what the Steelers defense is throwing at him? So I'm just I'm so ready for this. But it's also going to be I think there's just a lot of intrigue in almost every facet of this game, offensively, defensively, special teams on both sides of the ball, the way both of these teams look to run the ball. And of course, stopping Christian McCaffrey, something we've talked with all of the guys in the locker room and Mike Tomlin and defensive coordinator Terrell Austin this week. I mean, they, they, they're they respecting McCaffrey in the utmost and saying it's our job to go out there and uh, do as much as we can to limit him because you don't stop a guy like that entirely. Absolutely. We'll get more into this matchup in a little bit here, but I want to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get our week one picks across the board. Jen and I are back at it. We'll show you how to get into our Pick'em League so you can make picks with us all season long right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Jenna Harn are breaking things down. But first, I want to remind you guys, this show is also sponsored by Nutrafol. You don't, you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com men, that's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men, and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. That's Nutrafol.com men, promo code LOCKEDONNFL.
Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI here in Pittsburgh. Jenna, let's get into the picks. Now, I will give you your, your kudos. You did win the pick, the pick em last year, so congratulations to you. Ooh, ooh, coming but back it ain't. Two no, ain't no, there ain't no two-piece out here. We are coming out. I'm, I'm taking over this year, and we're starting out with a really strong week one. Now we're going to go over all the games this upcoming weekend, finishing with this, the Niners-Steelers game. That'll be in the final segment. But I'll, we'll also go, go give you all the FanDuel, sports, uh, FanDuel Sportsbook sports lines here, betting lines that you can get here on, on the show. Let's start with – we'll skip past Thursday Night Football because by the time y'all are hearing that, that's done. But let's start with also some NFC South action. The Panthers at the Falcons. The Falcons are being given three and a half points. New quarterback on the side of, of the Panthers. Jenna, who you got in this matchup? I'm going with the Falcons here. There were a couple games like this this week that I'm just like, oh, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm thinking. But I think the Falcons feel like a little bit more of a complete team. And I'm going with a team that, yes, has a young quarterback and a mildly experienced quarterback. And he played the latter half, part of the latter half of the season last year in Desmond Ritter. Right, Desmond Ritter is that? Yeah. Now nah, we're spacing out there. I the, all the young quarterbacks. I'm still. We're getting there. We're getting back on who it's plays for you know all those fun things. But I just I, I to me I think the Falcons are a little more sound. I like what I've heard a lot coming out of their preseason and their training camp. And to me, I just feel like I have a little more confidence in them compared to the Panthers. No, I feel you. And you're right. It was Desmond Ritter. I just. I'm I'm not so sure about him. I am picking them to beat the Panthers. Yeah. I just think that the Falcons are are going to be in for a few as will be most of the NFC South. So we start off on the same page there. Let's go to the, another game that we don't got to talk too much about. It's the Ravens hosting the Texans. Texans. They're the only double digit favorite. Te- Ravens being given ten points. They're probably going to beat the Texans by more. Yeah, I was going to say I don't know if they cover or not. I'm just always intrigued by double digit spreads. I just think, I mean, looking at both of these teams, the Ravens are the Ravens. They have a healthy Lamar Jackson. I'm going to be really, really, really locking my eyes on how he does this season, how he looks with this new offense and all the new weapons that they have offensively. But, yeah, to me, this one's a no-doubter. Ravens over the Texans. Let's move on to a game that I think a lot of Steelers fans are going to be poking their eyes over at during the Steelers game, and that's an AFC North showdown, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. The Bengals look like they're going to have Joe Burrow ready to go for this game. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites, and the Browns at home, they're getting a chance to show to start things off. I think the Bengals come in and hold on, even though Joe Burrow needed time to readjust to things. But the Browns have historically been a problem for the Bengals. I think the la- the last game, the-, the Bengals won. But before that, the Browns were on like a five-game win shoot against the Bengals. It was crazy. I think the Bengals still write the ship, but I would not be surprised if this went the other way. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about this game. Look at us starting off on the same page. You love to see it, or do you? Uh, but I'm going with Cincy here, too. Again, I just like what this team has in terms of the, all the pieces that remained with the Bengals this offseason. Also, still, I don't know what we're going to see with Deshaun Watson. I don't know the Deshaun Watson we're going to see on Sunday. Is he this new, improved, back to his days when he was lighting it up on the fields quarterback, or is he a little bit more the same of what we saw last year minus the telltale tail end of the season yes the Browns have had the Bengals number but I just think the Bengals feel like more of a complete team I think Joe Burrow is still gonna find ways to hurt you even though he missed a decent chunk of the preseason I'm going Cincy this is another one I don't think we need to talk too much about Vikings Buccaneers the Vikings are five and a half point favorites 
The Buccaneers are in a complete rebuild after the departure of Tom Brady. Yes, Baker Mayfield's there. I don't care. Vikings are going to roll this one. And if you're not a fan of Kirk Cousins even more because of Netflix's quarterback, I don't know what's wrong with you because he's just the most wholesome dad of all time who also happens to be an NFL quarterback. So I'm going with the Vikings. They have too many weapons on both sides of the ball, and the Bucks just sort of feel a little bit in disarray. You like that. Uh, Washington Commanders host the Cardinals, seven-point favorites to the, to the Commanders. This might be the only time they're seven-point favorites, but I don't care. They're winning this game. The Cardinals, they're in a worse state than the Buccaneers. They're they are tanking this season already. The Cardinals are not hiding from anybody that they are tanking this season, and they are doing it incredibly openly. I like some of the ways that the Commanders are going to look to beat you offensively. I think against a depleted Cardinals secondary, too, they can do just that. I like the cards here. Or, I, whoa, I like the commanders. I'm thinking red. Commanders. CC. Commanders. It's easy. Don't, don't, don't worry. It's week one. We're getting back into the groove of our picks here. A reminder, you could join our pick to pick them, pick them league by going on ESPN.com, looking up locked on Steelers, but also you can go to my Twitter page where I've posted it. You can also go to the locked on Steelers Facebook group, where it's posted there. Just click on the link, join in, make your picks every single week. And the top winners uh, throughout the season, will get shout outs on the show as we do our picks. Titans at saints. The saints are three point favorites, but that's usually just given to the home team automatically. So I think the bookies see this as one is an even cut spread. I, I go back and forth in this, but I'm going with the Saints. I know they've got a new quarterback in Derek Carr. I know Alvin Kamara is suspended, but that defense still looks really tough. I don't know if the Titans are going to really have it this year. They've been they struggled towards the end of last season, and I don't think they've done enough to address it. Will Levis is, is it hasn't looked great. Malik Willis is still is still there. Ryan Tannehill. So I just I don't buy in on what the Titans are doing. I think the Saints will be a better team. It'll be close, ugly, but they'll get the win. Ugly is the right word for this one. This is one of those other games where I'm like, where am I going with this? But I think mm-hmm. the Saints, to me, like you mentioned, I like their defense a lot. I also like more of the provenness that there is in Derek Carr. Granted, he has had his ups and downs. So, yeah, yes. I like the Saints in this one, but it's going to be close and uh, might not be that pretty. Let's move to the AFC South. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. Jaguars being given a four-and-a-half-point uh, lead lead here. I'm going with I'm going with the Jaguars. They are I think they could be one of the teams that make the biggest rise this year. Trevor Lawrence took a step up last season. I think he takes a bigger step up this season. The Colts they're in rebuild. Jonathan Taylor's not not back yet. Anthony Richardson starting a rookie quarterback. I think the Jaguars there's too many things pile up for them to win. Yeah, this goes for that logic where, you know, rookie quarterbacks, depending on who's going where, you know, who's playing who, I just, I, I don't trust it. I also do really like a lot of what the Jags bring. And again, you talked about Trevor Lawrence and his growth. I think we're going to see a breakout season or just a really, really solid season from him as he continues to grow within that offense too. I think they have a lot of weapons offensively. I know a lot of people have them on their fantasy teams as well. I think I have a couple of those guys scattered here, there, and everywhere. Um, but I, I like the Jags. Eagles go to the Patriots. The Eagles, this is an old Super Bowl showdown twice over, uh, but I'm going with the Eagles. They are just there coming off the Super Bowl loss. I don't think they experienced any Super Bowl blues to start the season. The Patriots, I don't believe in Mac Jones or anything they're selling me right now. Especially their offense. What is the Patriots' offense? What is it going to look like this season? A quarterback that they had play a decent chunk of the season isn't even on the roster anymore. Really zappy. So I like the Eagles. They just are too strong offensively. Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. They find ways to attack you in every single way. And we know how solid that defense is. Yes, they lost some of their guys, as you do when you have a roster of that championship caliber and money goes in a bunch of different directions. But yeah, the Eagles feel like an easy win here 
Let's go to the Raiders at the at the Broncos. Broncos three and a half point favorites, which means this is probably a, this is a very close cut here because they're the home team. But the Broncos, I don't know. I go back and forth about these teams, Jenna, because the Raiders I don't trust, but the Broncos were disappointing last year too with Russell Wilson. They've got Sean Payton. I'll give it to the Broncos because I like their defense and I think they'll be able to create enough turnovers in this game. But I don't give the Broncos. I, won't, I don't think I'll be giving the Broncos too many games this year unless they're playing the Raiders. That's exactly my thoughts on this. Look at us. We're just staying consistent throughout the entirety. I think have we picked differently yet? Nope. This is ridiculous. Nope. Uh, but this just means we're both in agreement this week. There's a lot to agree on. There's going to be some weeks that there's not, but yeah, I just think, <coughs> excuse me. I think that Denver's defense is kind of the key factor in this game. I also am very, I am optimistic that Sean Payton can have some answers for an offense that was just abysmal a season ago as someone who had Russell Wilson as her fantasy quarterback a season ago. <laughs> good times, good times. Uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, this one's also not going to be a pretty one, but I think Denver gets the job done. Seahawks five and a half point favorites over the Rams. I'm going with the Seahawks at home. I think the Rams, they're just, they're, too, they're kind of coming out of real. Will you agree in there? Yeah, give us more Geno Smith. I love it. The Bears, one and a half point favorites over the Packers. This is one I'll go against the spread. I think the Packers are going to prove to be a better team to start off the season. I like Justin Fields, but I don't like the rest of the Bears roster. I'm going Green Bay here. Jenna, are you going with the Bears? I'm going with the Bears. We got a split. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, The Bears, question mark? Um, I this one to me I've gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on for a while I think both of these teams again we set this a lot there's a lot of question marks but I do like what the Bears have done offensively and just trying to find more rhythm trying to continue to develop Justin Fields a little more and I also loved the addition of Tremaine Edmonds on that team so uh it's gonna be a close one but I'm going Bears I hear you on that one I think it's gonna be close too but I'm, I'm going the other way this is a big game in the four o'clock hour. Dolphins at Chargers. The Chargers are three point favorites. I think this is going to be very interesting. I'm going with the Chargers simply because I think the Dolphins' uh, defense is going to be reeling without Jalen Ramsey a little bit. They spent a lot to get him. Not that it's going to, because the Dolphins didn't have him last year, but I think that that minus on, on that side of the ball is going to allow the Chargers to throw a little bit more. They can throw away from Xavier Howard, and that'll allow them to move the ball a little bit. The Chargers start off with a win. Who you got, Jenna? I'm going with Miami. Oh, so back to back splits. Back Here we go. Splits. Look, I have heard all offseason about how much more explosive this Dolphins offense is going to be. Okay. There's a lot that Tua has been focused on from all of my friends that cover the Dolphins. All of, you know, he, him and Kenny Pickett did the helmet cam just to be able mm-hmm. to watch their film, watch their tape. And you have Tyree Kill. So this one's going to be fun. I feel like this might enter shootout territory, dare I say. But I like the Dolphins. We got Dallas Cowboys at the Giants. This is Jenna's Giants, by the way. She's a Giants fan. Three three and a half points are the the, the Cowboys. Now, Jenna, you're not just a Giants fan. You're a person who just admits when the Giants are just like, you know that they break your heart. Uh, th- throughout throughout the years, even though they brought you two Super Bowls, I don't understand how you can be so negative about them all the time. But are you gonna be negative here and pick them in this situation, or are you going with the cow? Are you going? Are you going with the home home team? Think the Giants start off strong. I feel very anxious about this pick, but I'm going with the Giants, and it's, oh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> Look, I know Dallas's defense is phenomenal. Again, same thing this offseason. I've been hearing so much just about all the different ways that defense is going to beat you. 
there's one person I trust to scheme against a defense like that. It's Brian Dayball. So mm. I, uh, I like what they're going to be able to do in the run game. I like this Giants team. I want to see more development out of Daniel Jones. I think we will see that. Not any crazy leaps by any insane regards, but go in the G-men. Plus, I think Dak Prescott throws a couple interceptions too. Ooh, interesting. I'm going with the Cowboys. I think Dak Prescott actually has a decent day. I also think that Michael Parsons has a decent day. I yeah. think the Giants are a good team this year, but I think it's the Cowboys' year to win the NFC East, and they start off with a bang there. Uh, we'll get to, we'll see how that progresses throughout the year. Monday Night Football here. Bills at Jets. This is a big one. The Bills are two-and-a-half points favorites. Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen, but I'm going with Josh Allen. I know Aaron Rodgers and the new team. They're at home and everything. But the Bills, I think this is their season to really make a really big push here. If it doesn't happen this year, they might have to get rid of some guys and have to start rebuilding around around Hiles uh, and uh, around Hiles, around Allen, um, and that's going to be uh, a big challenge there. Uh, so I'm going with the Bills. Who are you going with? I'm going with the Bills in this one just because I don't know what the Shets offense is going to look like. And we could be proven wrong. Aaron Rodgers might go out there and light it up. I also think the Bills defense is very sound enough to not let Aaron Rodgers do that. But I like Buffalo in this one. They know they have to start off and set the tone well in a huge AFC East showdown that everybody seems to be picking the Jets as the division winner there. It's very interesting to see our Steelers picks on the other side of this break coming up here in the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harn. But first, I want to remind you, this show is also sponsored by Prize Picks, the most fun that you can have winning up to 25 times your money this football season by selecting just two players or more and and just looking at and looking at their projected stats and saying, are they going to get more or less? And you can place as many entries as you like if you're big into fantasy sports this is a way to get your daily fix by selecting individual player projections and just saying more or less and it's easy just two to six players if you think you have to be on their day in fantasy that you get the chance now will saquon barkley run for more than 60 yards will patrick mahomes have more than two passing touchdowns if you put if you go on prize picks and and and, and say yes to both of those you can win money right on prize picks Go, go go play Pies Picks right now. They offer weekly promotions like their Taco Tuesday, where every every Taco Tuesday they, they discount select player projections up to 25% to they provide even more value. And they include all sports, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, even college sports, and so much more. Download Prize Picks today as an app on your phone or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for for a first deposit match up to $100. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner. Jenna, let's break down the Steelers matchup here. As always, we look to the biggest parts of the game. Uh, FanDuel reminded that the Niners are two-and-a-half-point favorites, so that's, that, that's interesting to know coming into this game. But, Jenna... Give us your biggest factor that plays into this game, the kind of thing that becomes the turning point, and give us your final score prediction of how this plays out. Well, my biggest factor here is going to be the Steelers' run defense against Christian McCaffrey mm. and how much can they limit him. They rebuilt their entire inside linebackers room this offseason with Cole Holcomb, with Alandon Roberts, now with the addition of Quan Alexander. So how are they going to look and how are they going to be able to communicate and find ways 
to slow down because you're not totally stopping Christian McCaffrey, but how can they slow him down? How can they limit the impact he has? We know the run defense has been a bit of an issue with this Steelers team. It's something that they put a major point of emphasis on cleaning up, on fixing, on bringing it back to what they know that they can be and how they know they can stop these types of teams. So I think that is going to be the biggest factor. I also think a turning point in the game some way, somehow the Steelers defense is going to force some turnovers. You and I all season all offseason, I should say, in preseason, have been talking about that has been such a big area of focus. They are working on not only bringing guys in that all offseason that can create turnovers and make those type of slash plays, but that's been such a thing we've seen them focus on all throughout the preseason. So I think a turnover that changes the tides is going to happen. I think the Steelers win this game. I think it's going to be very close. I'm going 24-21 Steelers. Late minute drive for the late drive from Kenny Pickett seals it. We're thinking very similarly here. I think my biggest key and turning point is the Steelers offensive line. Isaac Sayomalu actually tweeted. He tweeted, by the way. I don't think I've seen that man tweet that much. And he tweeted, we're ready to be the picket fence this year, talking about the Steelers offensive line. If they can neutralize Bosa, Hargrave, Armstead, that 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 Niners front, and let Kenny Pickett have a clean pocket as well as giving Najee Harris space to run, it will allow the Steelers to be the balanced offense that I think they can be, and that'll be the key. That's my biggest question going into this game. Can the offensive line win enough to let these guys execute? I think if they do, they pick at the weak spots of this Niners defense, the cornerbacks. They try they try to get they try to catch them in, in their in their weak spots in their zone coverages, and that opens the door for for the Steelers to build up a lead and then protect it, which they didn't have too many chances to do. That Niners offense is talented, but so is the Steelers defense. I'm right with you, though. I think it's a late drive by Kenny Pickett. The Niners might have a surge where they take a quick lead, but I think it's 27-23 off a, off a late Kenny Pickett touchdown that gives the Steelers the win and start their season off 1-0 at Acrisure Stadium. She's Jenna Harner. I'm Chris Carter. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. Jenna, let people know where to find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Well, Chris, you can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram Jenna underscore Harner, and locally on WPXI here in Pittsburgh. If not, you can stream us on the WPXI news app. Um, we'll have your full game coverage from the Steelers Niners on Sunday. So tune in. Uh, should be a fun one. Absolutely. I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked on Steelers podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com. We're covering Pitt versus Cincinnati the day before the Steelers game. If you, if you want to check that out, go to post-gazette.com. As always, you can find me Monday through Friday right here on the Locked on Steelers podcast on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel for more. We'll see you Sunday evening. I will be, be at the game, so I will be giving you my post-game thoughts either from there or from home or both. Who knows? But you'll have post-game coverage here and then, of of course, a Monday show for you, breaking down what happened in Steelers versus Niners. 